Good morning, everyone. With me this morning is Duff Mitchell with the American Legion Akbay Post 25. Joining him is Dan McCrumman from VFW. Good morning, you two. Good morning. Good morning, Kevin. So, first, Veterans Day is coming up on Friday. If folks have not heard yet, what is planned to mark the day? Well, the American Legion and VFW are having a ceremony. We're going to have it at Centennial Hall. This is the post-COVID ceremony. The last couple of years we've done the Veterans Day program on the radio. Uh, so we will be opening the doors at 1030 at Centennial Hall. The ceremony will start promptly at 11 and end at 1130. Uh, the reason why it's held at that time is, you know, it's based on the armistice of the 11th month, the 11th day, the 11th hour, and the 11th second. So uh, uh, we have a, a good uh, ceremony planned for Juno, for all of Juno's veterans and families and those that wish to uh, celebrate Veterans Day. And so it started off as Armistice Day, right? It didn't start off as Veterans Day. Yeah, that's correct. Um, World War One ended, and it ended in June, and um, they did the cessation. Uh, that was a ceasefire, and then they did the cessation to end all hostilities. It was, quote, the war to end all wars, and uh, it has been uh, November 11th uh, ever since in, in, in uh, commemoration of the ending of World War One. It took some time for that piece to be called, too. I wondered what it would be like to wait to find out if you're in peace or war or not yeah there was uh, there was skirmishes and there was other things because uh, wars are dirty and they're messy and how they end and you know it wasn't it was a very brutal war and there was a lot of uh, going back and forth with that time um, Woodrow Wilson in, in 1919 uh, after the war ended uh, uh, proclaimed November 11th as the first commemoration of quote Armistice Day and uh, public parades and gatherings, uh, brief pause of businesses and school activities uh, occurred at 11 a.m. on November 11th. Um, there was also, that's when the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier was uh, commemorated in 1921, a couple of years later, not only uh, in Arlington, but also in uh, London and uh, at the uh, uh, Arc de Triomphe of Paris. So they were both at the same time, the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. Yeah, they commemorated all three in France, England, and in uh, uh, America on uh, on November 11th, 1921. So from what I understand, Armistice Day had officially became law in the late 30s, and but it was only for World War I vets in particular. How did the Second War and conflicts after that change that focus? Well... I believe that World War One was such a nasty war that I think the world believed that that was going to be the last war fought, you know, at a world scale. Uh, I think history has shown that that is wrong. So the expectations uh, have been uh, that uh, um, you know World War Two came, then Korea came, then Vietnam came, and so it kind of moved from an armistice day, not only in public opinion but also in law, to uh, a Veterans Day. Dan, I wanted to bring you in. Did you have any thoughts on this change from Armistice Day to Veterans Day? No, but I did want to go back. Uh, you know, the the end of World War One was. Uh, you know, the the armistice was signed. The treaty was signed 
early that morning uh, on our railway side pull-off, uh, they were in train cars discussing the, the terms, and they finally reached uh, the agreement, and the agreement would mean that there was a ceasefire at 11 o'clock on that day. And until that time, there were still some uh, pretty fierce battles being fought right up until the clock struck 11. And, uh, you know, my grandfather was there. He was wounded on November 8th, uh, just prior to the, fortunately it was a minor wound, but, but three you know, they days were, before. right, they were fighting uh, right up until the very end, uh, both sides. And, uh, you know, the, it was, it was a difficult treaty for the Germans, an armistice for the Germans, because they, you know, it was they lost a lot. But it was something that had to be done because after four years of war, I think uh, in total there was something like 17 million people lost their lives during that time, and pretty horrific war, as all of them are. But uh, it was uh, like Duff said, it was supposed to be the war to end all wars, and. You know, that was a good reason to, to recognize that date in following years, the Armistice Day. And I think uh, part of the reason to change it to Veterans Day is because they recognized that there were more than just, uh, you know, World War I vets. There was the Spanish-American War just prior to right at the turn of the century then and, you know, previous wars before that. But, uh, you know, there were... Uh, I forget, uh, like a million and a half Americans served over there, uh, something something like that, which, you know, considering the size of the United States at that time, that was a significant number of, of Americans that were shipped over. And uh, in today's wars, they're, they're rapidly deployed, they're flown over, things happen quick. Back then, they all went by transport ship. <laughs> over the Atlantic. Over the Atlantic. It was slow going, getting over there, and, you know, it was uh, tough conditions. My, uh, you know, Like I said, my grandfather was on his horse. He was uh, an artillery officer and was on his horse when he got hit. And, <laughs> you know, so it was still uh, not a lot of mechanized uh, vehicles then. Still a lot of horse pulling, uh, horses pulling the, uh, the cannon, artillery, uh, pulling equipment. Uh, but yes, it was certainly a reason to recognize those that served, and that's you know armistice, and then be became Veterans Day, uh, with with hope that there wouldn't be another war. But uh, you know that that uh, the Germans that lingering distaste of the terms of that armistice uh, brought them back into the second war, and you know as Duff mentioned, we've had several since then and uh, someday we would like to see world peace continue but uh, that's for another another discussion another day but on this day you know November 11th we recognize all who served uh, not everybody served in in necessarily in conflicts but those that served were there in case a conflict arose and were ready to uh, defend this country and defend freedom now, there is a difference between us observing <coughs> Veterans Day and then there's Memorial Day. Could you talk about that difference <coughs> for a moment? Correct. Uh, as we said, Veterans Day is when we recognize all who served. Uh, Memorial Day is when we remember those who made the ultimate sacrifice. Uh, you know, in these, these wars, unfortunately, uh, they're casualties. And, uh, 
you know, we need to remember them, and there's a distinct difference between the two days. Uh, you know, we have ceremonies here in Juneau at the, the Evergreen Cemetery and out at the valley at the cemetery there, remembering those who are buried and uh, who made that ultimate sacrifice, who served and gave their lives. Uh, if you've ever been to Arlington National Cemetery, it's a pretty, uh, it's a pretty solemn place to visit and to see those thousands of headstones and knowing that they mark the graves of people who who served and made that sacrifice but uh, yes it's very very big difference uh, and you know we hope people can remember that and understand that Veterans Day is when we recognize all veterans who served men and women and there's there's one that comes to mind here in Juneau uh, could you share about Juno's Medal of Honor recipient that uh, is at the cemetery? That's uh, Archie Van Winkle. He was uh, born here in, in Juneau, passed away in Ketchikan, I believe. He was uh, originally from Ketchikan, grew up in Juneau, and then uh, went to Washington and joined uh, in the Wash. He was from Washington when he joined joined the services, but he came back to Alaska after service, and so he is Juno's. Uh, uh, Medal of Honor recipient. He's the only Alaskan-born Medal of Honor recipient. Uh, he earned the Medal of Honor during service in Korea, during the Korean War. Uh, I, I'd have to refresh you know, <laughs> my memory on some of the, the things, but uh, there is a nice memorial uh, that was put up for him there at the uh, Gold Belt Tram right out close to the street. Uh, it's there by that parking lot and pull through for the buses. Uh, I'll have to go refresh my memory then it, too. Uh, then. Yeah, it, it has a uh, on the memorial. It has the uh, the words from his citation, and then uh, yeah, I think that's that's it on the back side is those that contributed to the building establishment of the memorial. But uh, it's kind of hidden, but uh, a lot of tourists see it, and those you know locals who've been down there know that it's there those to remember yeah Yeah, kevin i just also add that uh, when we were talking about the the difference between armistead and veterans uh we had uh dwight eisenhower who was a general in world war ii really pushed for motivating the change from armistice to veterans day and so when he was president um you know in 1954 uh we moved it to more of a veterans rather than armistice uh you know by law or by you know what the the nation celebrated uh so making it a federal holiday yeah 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 Yeah. and the so the event on centennial hall taking place at centennial hall tell us what is planned for the ceremony well we have um this is not a long ceremony this is um short and sweet um you know we will have the coast guard presenting colors uh we'll do a uh the whole room will do a Pledge of Allegiance. We'll have the national anthem sung by a Juno soloist, uh, Elizabeth Dajali. Uh, she does a great inspirational national anthem. Uh, we'll have an invocation uh, from uh, uh, a chaplain uh, with the Alaska Army National Guard, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Kirk Thorstensen from Juno. And uh, we'll uh, introduce guests. Uh, then we will have uh, Lieutenant Colonel David Jerva give the keynote address. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel uh, Jerva uh, was enlisted. He became an officer. 
He's run commands at the Fort Greeley Missile Defense. Uh, he's a, a Afghanistan veteran, and he's now uh, in the headquarters with the Alaska Army National Guard. And uh, then we're going to just do closing remarks, a final prayer, and uh, it's short. So if, uh, we, we encourage the public to attend. Um, we encourage the public to participate. It's a short ceremony, so it's not much out of your day. Uh, it's about a half hour. Uh, doors opening at 11 or at 10:30, and uh, ceremony begins promptly at 11. And are there plans for after the ceremony? Well, there is. Um, I also want to put a plug in for the Alaska, Southeast Alaska Native Vets. They have a ceremony that starts at 11 as well, and they usually serve a lunch and they have other activities uh, that carry on. Um, this year, uh, usually the American Legion would have some kind of activity in the afternoon, and this year um, we were uh, presented with the uh, Elks Lodge, and they're going to serve a veterans dinner for all veterans and their family uh, out at their lodge uh, in the valley at 5 o'clock. Uh, there's a lot of businesses that are doing little things. Uh, one of them is the Alaska Brewery. They have a tap room. Uh, any veteran, uh, current active duty, member and their significant other they'll they'll buy uh, a beer and, and one for your significant other there's a lot of veteran-owned businesses and there's a lot of other activities in juno that uh, many i can't there, there's just so many you can't mention that 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 do it a little something a little extra special on veterans day but those are the activities um that that i'm that we're aware of and will you have uh, poppies at these events yeah, we will have poppies at the uh, uh, Veterans Day ceremony. Uh, we also have poppies, uh, if anyone's looking for a poppy for Veterans Day, um, we have them at all the breweries in town um, on, their, on their bar or on their table. Uh, we also have at Donna's, uh, we have them at Checkmate, uh, we have them at the Sportsman Warehouse, uh, Amalga Distillery, I, they're not really a brewery, they're a distillery. They're, they carry the poppies. We have Macasa Restaurant, uh, First Bank, and Western Auto. And uh, I think uh, tomorrow or later today, we'll try to get some poppies here at the radio station on your counter here, just in case if someone can't swing by there. Those places, uh, you know, uh, the contributions for selling poppies help the American Legion, help veterans, and help our youth activities. Well, thank you. Much appreciated. I'll grab one of those. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back with Duff Mitchell of Bay Post 25 and and Dan McCrumman of VFW. Now we were now you had wanted to correct yourself here, Duff, yeah, yeah, about I the poppies. I just want to add, uh, don't uh, poppies are given free of charge. There, we want people to wear them for uh, respect and 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 for Veterans Day, and and we just accept donations. So they're free of charge, but if you want to leave a donation. You know that's cool, uh, but they're but they're you can pick poppies up at all those locations. But why wear it? What's the significance? 
The significance of the poppies is uh, during World War One in Flanders Field, there were that's where poppies were growing, and and it kind of became a, a semblance of of the the war and all the all the countries uh, allied countries uh, use poppies to remember uh, in November and you know the the organizations here hand them out uh, but they're worn you'll see them uh, like on the news and stuff from London you'll see people there wearing them uh, all the countries uh, wear them as as part of their remembrance day or veterans day now also, we have Veterans Day coming up this Friday, but I understand we also have a special event coming up on Sunday as well. Yeah, could, spe- could you tell us about that, Duff? Yeah, Kevin, speaking of World War II, you know, uh, Juneau was a territorial capital, and we were uh, provided uh, the opportunity, uh, blessing, uh, uh, and we had a ship named after uh, Juno, the USS Juno, which was a World War II uh, light cruiser. And... Uh, it, uh, it it entered into the battles in the Pacific in World War II, uh, distinguished itself of honor, and uh, it was sunk uh, on November 13th, 1942. So this year we are celebrating the 80th anniversary, the commemoration in memory of those that uh, gave it all uh, underneath uh, the USS Juno. Um, so we do have... Uh, the public may not know this. We do have a USS Juno memorial on the dock, uh, right outside of Taku Fisheries. As you go walking down toward the the the, the cruise dock, uh, and uh, you know we're going to pay our respects and uh, and honor those that that served on the USS Juno. And, and that was Guadalupe Canal that they had sacrificed during that battle. Absolutely. They were escorting uh, other damaged ships, and they were actually moving toward a place where they could get repaired. And uh, they had already been hit by torpedoes, and this particular torpedo that hit them um, split the ship in two and sunk it in 20 seconds. They did not think that there was any survivors. It was at night. They said nobody could have lived through that because, I mean, the Literally, it was like 11 to 20 seconds, it was gone. But there was survivors, and uh, most of the men, 687, um, you know, were, were ser- served their country and gave it all. Uh, and there was, there was like 10 survivors at the end of the, you know, they were out in the ocean for a little bit, uh, for, many, for a few days, and uh, were policed up, and uh, there was about 10 survivors. Now, when I read up on the USS Juno, there's well, there was a lot of mention of the Sullivan brothers. Now, the, this was a group of brothers all on the same boat. Yeah, this became the USS Juno became very well known because uh, they called them the uh, the Fighting Sullivans. Uh, there was actually a, a movie made about them. Um, five brothers from Waterloo, Iowa, joined with the condition that they served together, and they were all aboard the USS Juno. Um, it became quite national news because after that there was um, regulations and other things put into effect that we would try to split up brothers and 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 siblings uh, so that a family didn't have such a serious loss as the Sullivans occurred. There was another set of brothers on the uh, USS Juno. There was four Rogers brothers, except in October 
right before uh, the battles that, that occurred in November, uh, they were two of them were transferred to another ship. So it was not completely uncommon for siblings to go in and say, hey, I want my brothers and me to be all in the same unit and we're going to join up and enlist as a condition of our and 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 the military services tended to honor that but as a result of the Sullivan brothers uh, that regulation was changed so the, the military tries to split up family so that if one unit goes down or one ship goes down it doesn't take out the whole family well we're a little out of time here Duff but I want to first of all say Thank you both for your service. And also, one more wrap-up. We have Friday's event. We have Sunday's event. What do folks need to know, times, and location? So Friday's event, again, is 10.30. Doors open. Ceremonies at 11 o'clock at the Centennial Hall. Sunday at 1 o'clock, we will meet at the USS Juno. Uh, the keynote speaker will be, the keynote address will be none other than Governor Dunleavy, Mike Dunleavy. Um, we will have... Uh, prayers and benedictions, taps. We'll have a placing of wreaths by the American Legion and the VFW uh, for our fallen. And uh, uh, we will uh, also uh, have a reception and a PowerPoint presentation with all the historical photos of the USS Juno. Uh, Mayor Harry Lucas and his wife who christened the ship in 1942 when Juno had like 2,000 people or so. Uh, they flew to New Jersey to christen the USS Juno. We have all these photos. We'll put it on a PowerPoint. There'll be coffee and cookies. And that will that's being uh, uh, with Gold Belt Tram, the terminal. It'll be there after... Uh, and so it's Docks and Harbors, Gold Belt, American Legion, VFW, and the Downtown Business Associations putting forward the, the 80th uh, commemoration of the USS Juno. Well, very good. Thank you for coming in and telling us about it. Thank you, Kevin. And thank you for listening today. This is Kevin Allen, Fraction Line, signing off.